Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you golf's week in review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Weston, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing really good. Fantastic. Yeah. How about you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Had a kind of a pretty chill weekend. Uh, went to a luau fundraiser with for my son's football team, and nice. And just hung out all Sunday and watched golf. There you go. Watched the watched the entire final round which doesn't happen a lot, but uh, did some smoking out on the the Traeger. And so just did that and watched golf all day. <laughs> so, so nice. It was nice. It was, yeah, nice. Um, it was a fun weekend um, of golf. Uh, well, really just the one tournament. I paid attention to a little bit to the, to the corn ferry, um, just cause Patrick Fishburn local guy has a chance to make the top 25. He has to play good. Um, this, this week, I think he's 34 in the finals. 25 yeah. Yeah. is, is what it is. I think is where he's at. Yeah. There's a dude that can golf and, uh, it's cool to see him charge his way up that list yeah because so he's definitely locked in for um the coin he's got his corn fairy chart yeah because yeah, even he gets there so if you're in the top from 26 to 75 i think you lock it in like you're yeah. you're fully exempt on the corn fairy yeah if you, yeah if you make it to the finals basically the playoffs the yeah. KF Corn Ferry Finals, um, you are exempt in. So um, that's I think cool. He's had a couple of around top thirty finishes, so he's not quite <clears throat> there yet. But uh, yeah. Well, this is this is a good. I mean, for any player where you secure a card, because he had to play his way on. He. He got exempt through the Canadian tour through some exemptions, right? Yeah. But uh, had to play his way into performing and and now he's locked up his card. So I think he's going to have a, a really nice next year. Um, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, he has the, yeah, the opportunity to get it on. So he has a, he can create his, his schedule. Yeah. Um, but the winner of the nationwide children's hospital is Adam Svensson and he's already locked up his card. Yeah. Um, so Bronson Bergeron second place finisher finisher now is leading, um, and that I think, race. And then I guess who tied for second, <laughs> even Yawker. Like yep. he, is a, he is a top five machine. Dude, he is solid. And, I, and it's interesting because you, you think about these guys being in the top 25, they've got their card, but there's actually like special exemptions for people well, higher on that list. Yes. I, I think if you get number one, 
you actually get an invite to the tour championship. Um, no, or the players. You get an invite to the players. Yeah, there's right. You can improve your status the further you are up that list. Yeah. So that's what so that's what these guys that are that have already locked up their card are playing for. So um it'll be fun to watch next week. Uh is that next week? At Victory National, I think, is where it is in Indiana. Yeah, Vic, Victoria National, not Victory mm-hmm. National. Victoria National in Indiana. I've heard the course is just a beast. Um, so long weekend uh, this upcoming week, Labor Day weekend. Any fun plans for you? Oh, I think I'm going up the lake, um, but I'm content if I'm not golfing because I just got a new five wood. So I actually got out last night and dinked it around. It was or tonight and it was it was good. It was good. I'm I'm excited to have a club that gets a little bit higher and not have bullets out of the rough. So it's going to work out great for me to do that. I'd have to get a seven wood. I do have. (laughs) Well, I'm actually letting a student of mine borrow it because we're waiting on his uh, club to get warrantied, but he's got my five wood. Um, but I would need a seven wood to get that high. And I'm, I've debated. I've definitely debated on throwing a, a seven there, wood, nine wood in the bag. There are tour players that will actually play an actual seven wood. And there are some that play a five wood where the loft is tinked back a little and they're essentially playing as seven woods. And so it it's a smooth play um and it's a cool club to have and i mean that's i mean i'm up here in altitude right so they just bomb but um if i tried to go for a green you know above 240 yards with my hybrid out of the rough they i'd have to have a great lie to get that ball to stop otherwise they're just bullets and so that's why i'm going with the five wood it gives it a little bit more meat under it. The launch gets up a little bit quicker and uh, it should stop a lot quicker, especially out of some of those sketchy lies. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. It'll, it, it'll do you, do you good. Um, and like I said, nine wood is not completely out of the question <laughs> sometimes <laughs> for me, for me, like I look at it and I'm like, there'd be times where I would look at that and I'm like, Oh, I mean, if it's good enough for DJ to win the Masters and have a Nightwood in his bag, I guess right. I could probably play that. Um, but in my situation, I actually have the ability that if I wanted to, I could get it for relatively cheap, <laughs> right, and build it up. So it wouldn't be that big of a deal to do like a seven wood, nine wood, and just put them into play in different situations. Yeah. Right. Something that, you need that for me that goes about 235 and just stops on a yeah just an yeah. absolute dime right yeah would be more of it for me it'd be interesting to, to mess around with it a little bit um but yeah we got off got off track because i started looking at the <laughs> at the schedule for the corn ferry and started talking about high lofted fairway woods yes that's what we're uh, here for that is what we're here for that's that's what the people come to, come to hear um 
but yeah, the other tournaments for the weekend, yeah, the Ally Championship, Joe Durant wins it after Bernard fires his age 64 in the first round. Yeah. And then just holds on for a second place finish. Um, and then European Tour. Okay, we <laughs> you made fun of me because it's Rasmus Holgard and Bernd Fiesberger in the top two spots. Um, but yeah, that's about it. You said Gesundheit, and I said yes. Can you translate that? Yeah, you get you get some of these, you know, Wiesberger and Hogard. You get some of these names with guys playing over there. It definitely sounds like you're hawking up something at times. Um, don't must know much about Hogard, but congratulations to him on the. Omega European Masters beating out Wiesberger and Stenson, two yeah. fairly prominent names, um, but that are playing over there because they're not playing over here. Well, so there's my question for you. You're a, you're a competent player on the nationwide tour, but you know that next year the European tour and the PGA tour are going to have a few mixed events, like joint events. Okay. So do you jump to the European tour knowing you're going to get to play in essentially four or five PGA tour events because you're a member there or do you stay on the nationwide? Nope. I'd stay on the corn ferry. I stay in the corn ferry. Um, strictly because if you're a competent player, there's a good chance you're going to end up in the top 25, which then you'll be on the PGA tour the following year. Although, I mean, there are the guys that are kind of trying to make that that move, right? Where they're going, okay, what's the path of least resistance right now? And if you are a confident player where you may be top five there, I mean, yeah. then you go over and play in Europe, top five Europe. I don't know which one. I should probably research that, but I don't know which one gives you better status. It's, I mean, if you can rattle off a couple wins on the Euro Tour, I'm just going to say it. Like, I feel like the Euro Tour isn't as strong a field as the Corn Ferry Tour. No, top to bottom, no. Because if you, if you think about it, the top 25 and the bottom 25 of the PGA Tour basically kind of interchangeable. Uh, and really, I mean, the top 10 on the Corn Ferry are probably top 70 players a lot of the time on the, yeah. on the, the PGA tour. And it would be something to look when we go into this, maybe that'll be our homework for next week is look and see where those top 10 players from last year. Yeah. Well, two years ago, it'd be two years ago now. Yeah. Since it was a, they keep calling it the super season and it was just the stupid season. Um, COVID because of COVID. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they ex exactly where those guys fell. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could look it up really quick, but we've got plenty of content and stuff to talk about today. And right, going <laughs> in, we'll have yet after, you know, next week, we'll have the, the Corn Ferry final. So we'll have the top 10 from this year and then the, the the basically the 50 players that get 
some PGA tour status. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have that information and, and be able to kind of go through that. Um, but yeah. So now let's get into the fun stuff. <laughs> so basically Sunday ended up being a match play tournament for the most, for the most part between yeah. Bryson and, and Cantley, right? Bryson and- fires a 60 on Friday. Just, I mean, he says he played the and just misread the putt for a 59. He pulled. <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind that he pulled that putt. If you watch the replay, he didn't hit a good putt, right? And and it the and the thing that really confirms it is Sunday he did the same thing about three times. Yeah, where he missed it left, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, going into that, you had, what were they up by? Oh, they, they were like six I mean, out of second place. Yeah. I mean, Sung JM ends up at 23, four back shooting. I mean, cause so he was, Sung J was three back going into that, um, so I'm trying to see where exactly they fell. Sergio shoots 69 and he was ended up seven back. So they were still, I think they were like three shots ahead. I think Sung Jay was the nearest guy to him. And so he was three back going into the, or yeah, three back going into the day. Cause he got beat by one by both of them. So, I mean, they kind of distanced themselves pretty early on in, in the round and no one really ever, you know, caught up to them. Um, although looked like Bryson was going to run away with it. And then on Saturday decided to hit two in the water on consecutive holes, which is, which is totally a Bryson thing to do. Right. Has, has it going on, on Saturday and then just, absolutely loses it for two holes. Like not even, he says he hit, hit the one close and Augusta win, but I'm like, you were well short. I mean, Augusta win. I've seen this happen before. Like he's like lights out and then just out of the blue, it's like he forgets how to hit a golf ball for like two or three holes. And then he's back on track again. I think the guy is so mechanical. He truthfully doesn't know when he flushes it and when he doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> I like no joke. Like he hit a couple shots on Sunday that he like calling for him in the air. He's staring them down, like be good. And they're 25 yards short. Mm. And you're I like, wonder, cause the, the grips he has on his irons <clears throat> are massive. Like, and that's a huge um, vibration absorption yeah. mechanism. So he for may sure. be able to feel flushness with the grips. That, yeah. And I think just as hard as he swings, because you had him hitting a pitching wedge on 17, on 17 and Cantley was hitting an eight iron. Well, right? with the same club because <laughs> pitching wedge is a six iron yeah. length and then it has the loft of an eight iron. So yeah, it's, they're identical They're Yeah. It's basically the same, <laughs> but he did that a couple of times. I mean, he hits one on the par five, 16th and well short and you're like 
I, I truthfully, after watching that, I'm like, I don't know if the guy knows with when he hits it, if he's sure that he, that he hits it. Right. I think he's, he's, he's so mechanical that, right. He's, he's hitting it good for, for the most part. But I think there's those just little differences that for him, because I think he, when he misses it, he spins the crap out of the ball because yeah. he swings hard. So he just spins the heck out of it. So he just gets floaters and they just, they kind of balloon and, and then they, they fall out of the sky. But I really don't think he knows when he flushes it or not. <laughs> it's crazy. It's an interesting thing. And he's obviously, he's trying to, to play golf his way. And obviously this week he was successful, but many weeks he wasn't even close to playing good golf. Yeah. And, and so there, there's definitely flashes of brilliance with his style of play, but that's all they are. Like there's not a consistent, like I'm making cuts every week. I'm consistently in the top 25 kind of stuff. Um, And I love that Cantlay won because there's, there's brains over brawn, right? Here's a guy that's like, I'm going to destroy the golf course by smashing it. And Cantlay was just hitting greens and making putts and, and he came out on top. So I, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, And I was just like, and I said, I think Bryson keeps doing things and it's some of it is his mannerisms on the course, right? Let alone his little, Patrick, stop walking. Can you stop walking? <laughs> Fiasco on, on 14. And then Cantley promptly just buries one on him on yeah. that same hole, which was well, amazing. It, it kind of leads into this, this brand of Bryson, right? Yeah. And I, I did this test. I, I really did it just for this one reason. The playoff happened. Cantley won. And I was like, I want to know how many people were rooting for Cantlay over Bryson. Cause I, I knew it was going to be a good amount. So I put the poll out there 1200 votes later, 77% were voting for Patrick and then 23% to Bryson. Yeah. And that's like, probably tr- pretty true. Right. I don't oh, think I mean, people, people, people carry and there's, you know, you may have got a few that go, I'm going to vote for Bryson just because, and I'm going to vote for Bantley because you won. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Over a thousand votes. And these are like golf junkies. So they watch the game. Like, I swear a year ago, it would have been flipped. Bryson would have been 77 and Patrick would have been possibly because Patrick is for one. Patrick's a little bit of a slow player. So is Bryson. So that (laughs) combination, which is one of the reasons that I think, because I guess earlier in that hole, I didn't watch the, uh, post round but i guess somebody asked him about it and the official said that they were on they were close to being put on the clock they needed to to pick up their pace <laughs> you put those two together um so and yeah patrick's not the most you know flamboyant guy not the not like you're going to be your favorite player on on tour right yeah um just kind of does his thing right never he's not going to be like your favorite player on tour he's probably not going to be your least favorite player on tour well and i mean think about this if it was rory versus bryson 
it would have been like 80% Rory, 20% Bryce. I would, probably would have been 90%. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, I mean, Rory has this, this aura about him, you know, major champion winner, you know, multiple wins. Like it's Rory McIlroy. He's got a great brand. And here's like this, this off brand. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously <laughs> been playing really good this year and he's super yeah. But, you know, in comparison to Bryson, I just think Bryson has really diminished his brand. And and this is this vote was evident of it. He's just kind of done stuff lately. Like after for me, after the whole Cobra driver fiasco, I was like, I'm kind of yeah. done with Bryson. He's like I said, even last year, I was like, I I don't necessarily I didn't agree with how he was going about it, but I respected him for doing it. Yeah. But he just like his the stuff that he does, the way he acts, his like just his whole like demeanor and attitude and personality yeah. is just like, yeah, he's he's so off putting at this point. Uh, actually, saw a funny <laughs> little, little meme on thing. It says going into the Ryder Cup, the U.S. team. It says Brooks hates Bryson. <laughs> He's like Pat, Patrick Cantley hates Bryson. <laughs> Brooks and DJ hate each other. And he's like, and and if uh, if Patrick Reed can get out of the get over double pneumonia and play, Patrick Reed hates everyone on the U.S. team, and everyone hates him. <laughs> it's like the most volatile team. Oh my ever. gosh! It is Man, like my hopes. And I was talking about it with. The buddy of mine, I'm like, who's going to want to play with Bryson? Like, really? Like, truthfully, I, if I was an alternate shot, I would, I'd be like, uh, can, can you just sit me out? If you're, they should not play Bryson. I talked about this last week in the rhetoric, and we're going to talk about who qualified and who. But Bryson DeChambeau should not be an alternate shot. Oh. competitor he should not play one of those two rounds he should sit out both of those those formats he's just too volatile with his his ball striking right he can he yeah he can put you in some spots but if he goes off if he has one of those rounds where he would shoot 42 he's gonna put guys in such bad positions oh. that it's that it's unreal and, right. and it didn't have the strongest record in the last Ryder Cup. It was 0-3-0. He didn't even yeah. win a match. He halved. Yeah. And so. So I'm hoping they they sit him out. But yeah, yeah, you're not going to play want to play with him. The one thing that I will say about Patrick Reed, Patrick Reed would be a phenomenal alternate shot player. Oh, he's great. He's right. You may not not respect him kind of as a person but he's really not going to do anything during the play for the most part that's gonna you know the wrong way or get you in the wrong spots i mean i'm not gonna forget what patrick reed has done in the past no but you put bryson dechambeau and patrick reed in a playoff to win a tournament i'm rooting for patrick reed <laughs> right now, like yeah. straight up like hands down like I like his game better. I like how yeah. his wedges are amazing. Yes. Awesome short game. Incredible pressure putter. Like so well rounded. Yeah. And yeah, wedge game. Non existent 
Bryson DeChambeau putted out of the rough like four times this week in the <laughs> final round, I think. Like he's in, in the first cut. Yeah. Like he got fringe in that first cut. He putted out of it three or four times in the final round. You flat out can't chip with a 36 inch wedge. You can't do it. 36. It's like 38. Oh, is it 38? Yeah. 38 yeah. inches. It's got to be because the six irons are at. Yeah. But you can't chip a wedge that's 38 inches. It's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Worst but, part of his game for sure. Like I said, he'll sometimes he'll get it rolling and he'll get everything together, but it's just because all the mechanics are just perfectly on. Right. There's no feel in his. I'm sorry. There's no feel in, in Bryson's game. <laughs> it's all full swing. Yes. But I mean, no, I mean, we can't discredit the fact that the dude did shoot the tying number with quite a few hiccups. And, yes. and the reality is, it's like, if he has a perfect week doing what he does, like people mentioned it, like when Bryson's hitting it this straight, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And he hit it straight for the most part, right? He yeah. got a couple of them off, but he hit it straight, especially in the playoff. He has the one that he loses to the right and then hits a good shot and makes yeah. bar. And he, he's, he went back to the old Cobra LTD driver. So he's Which, like, why doesn't he, why doesn't he just stay with that one? Seven generations back now. But, and it's just the one, it's the lowest center of gravity driver like ever made by any manufacturer. And it's also the deepest. So it's yeah. like it for him and what he's trying to accomplish, it really is a quality driver. But yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's, it really is. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he'll find his, his new, new passion in, in the world long drive competition. <laughs> right. He was he's, invited. He's going. He, he's going. Uh, uh, that's, that's his crowd right now. It's so funny to me. It's like he sits on this very fine line of, I really know what I'm doing. I've thought about this. And the other side is Hulk smash. Yes. Like I, it, to me, it's, you know, uh, to, to me, it's, it's more, it's more Hulk smash <laughs> with some thought behind it. Be it, like his logic is right. Yeah. Not necessarily flawed, right? Let's get it closer to the green. Yeah. Right. Get it closer to the green. Closer to the green equals closer proximity. Most of the time, right? You can still get yourself in some bad spots and you're in deep rough and he had some amazing shots out of some deep rough. Yeah. This, this week. But your control with that is not always going to be there because you just lash. Yeah. Right. It statistically it makes sense but i can tell you right now that you cannot play that way around augusta and a number of other golf courses other, and and right it's something that i just thought about it's like okay where is he at in proximity to the hole from 150 yards and in because if you're not in the top 70 then what good is it doing you to get at that right to yeah. that point. And I think he just, right. I think obviously it's an advantage getting a wedge in your hand, right? You're not going to make that many really bad mistakes from there for the most part. But then he has shot like 42 on two different occasions this year. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's not good either. Um, 
but yeah, let's talk about the other side of that, which is Cantley, who just, right. He just went about his business. He just was like, okay, this is what I was, this is what I was going to do going into this week on this hole. This is what I'm doing right now. Right. They had the one where he, he hit Bryson just hammers a driver up in the, in the throw hits a great drive. Patrick hits an iron, hits a wedge, makes birdie. So they both make birdie, right? It's just Patrick knew he was putting well. So he's like, okay, get me there. Get me on the green. I'm feeling it. Let's go. Yeah. Right? 537 feet of putts later, he's in the playoff. And then like makes putt after putt, right? Oh. The biggest putt he makes is the putt for bogey on 17 after he hits it in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, putting well, not just putting well, like. Great. Like, well, since 2004, when they started tracking strokes gained putting as a statistic, this was the single best putting performance recorded for almost the past 20 years. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Like, Tiger had, was actually active playing during you know 2004 to, to 2010 so it's like there's some great players during that stretch of golf and none of them were as great as this putting expedition or whatever um exhibition <laughs> exhibition yes that uh can't lay put on track so like he was canning everything i mean rolling the rock flat out better than anybody ever had in a tournament i would like to see because i mean his week average i mean he was doing everything pretty well all week right but putted amazing right 80 percent of almost 81 percent of greens for the week but yeah making the amount like the amount of feet of putt that he made is oh. pretty crazy right statistically the dude made like more 20 footers than any man ever should and at 20 feet it's like a two or three percent chance for a pga tour to make the putt from 20 and feet it's probably like 15 percent. i'll pull it up it's it's really low it's, it's it's really low it's really low but i mean the putty berries on 18 the putty berries again on 18 to to finally win like dude clutched shoddy hits on 17 right after Bryson stuffs it <laughs> and he stuffs it inside yeah. of him. But yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. So 20 feet is 14%. Yeah. 14% chance of, of making that. And I swear I saw him make like seven of those. <laughs> oh. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. And then this, right. This is the reason that the, the guys get, that players, amateur players, get a skewed sense of reality of where what they should be making <laughs> and what they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, Statistically, I, I wish they would put it up every time that a player has a putt. I wish they would put up the statistic of make percentage. Yeah, because like, and well, whether people would pay attention to it or not would be a different story. But right from ten feet, if you put up forty five percent, people would be like. No, 
you should make like 70% of those. Nope. <laughs> no, and, and it's, what's it's, interesting though is I think they should not only put up the average make percentage of that on the PGA Tour, but then compare it to that week's performance. Like yeah. at 10 feet, there's a 38% chance he makes this, but he's actually playing and his performance in reality, he was 41 of 41 for putts inside 10 feet. Yeah. Okay. That means he was a hundred percent. Which Yeah. Which, yeah, it's inside. <laughs> to, yeah. Inside 10 feet. But if you did it from 10 feet, right. They're still going to right around 10 feet. It's just the guys that win that week or putting well that week. And oh, it's, totally. And so. it's an entertainment thing. And I get that, but I mean, he putted it phenomenally. Um, but he did make a little tweak, and I can't remember whether he just opened his blade or whether he put the – because it didn't look like it was a new grip on his putter, but I think they tweaked it. So they either tweaked his putter face or they tweaked the grip so that it was a degree open. Mm. Um, and, again, people are like, oh, a degree, that's not a lot. It's a lot. It's a, a it huge is. number. It That's makes a huge number. <laughs> and I think, I can't remember if it was open or closed and somebody can correct me on it, but Tiger also has his putter grip. One. I think it's open. I'm pretty open. sure. It's, yeah. I think it's open. I think yeah. that's usually where they like to, to set it because usually right when you forward press, you kind of yeah there and then it just allows you to release the putter is is my guess so it's a big deal you know to have that um that little tweak but then he he was normally putting with actually a scotty cameron blade putter a newport 2 edition so there's a there's a quarter hang right and what he's gaming now is a face balanced um scotty cameron uh phantom x5 so to switch from a toe swing putter, you know, toe hang to a face balance. Those, I feel those dramatically and I, I have bounced between uh, those, but those are very big differences in a putter and, like, and how it flows. Like huge difference. Like I, I've got a, like my Golo has a slight toe. Hang. It's about a 15, maybe 20 degree toe. Hang. Yeah. But if you get a blade, like a, just a standard, right 45 to 60 degree toe hang blade good luck with me pulling back i cannot like i can't pull it back straight it wobbles yeah it is like the weirdest like and i i'll get in there and i'm like oh this putter looks so good like i have buddies and and i and then i try to and i'm just like i can't like whatever it is the look the feel the weight of that that style of putter I mean, I'm sure I could learn how to do it, but it is just not a natural thing when it sits in my, my hand to to make a good solid stroke with a blade putter. It, it's a big difference. And and it's it's interesting to see this change actually happen with um with him because Patrick hasn't changed very much throughout his entire bag. Like no. usually we highlight a couple of things, but I think it's worth noting that every one of his clubs is old with the exception of the putter and one wedge. Yeah. So, I mean, he's playing a TS3 driver. So that's one gen older. Yeah. 
He's playing a 915 Fairway Wood. Three. Which came out in 2015, actually end of 2014. Yeah. So that's technically like an eight, well, six-year-old putter. Maybe, oh, eight-year-old, <laughs> roughly. Yeah. I mean, we're almost there. So uh, seven-year-old uh, Fairway Wood, sorry. And then he had a TS2 hybrid. Yeah. So that's one gen older. And then he's playing the 718 AP2 irons. So, you know, that's that's almost four years old now. And so he, he's got, on average, just older clubs. Yeah. And um, which is pretty crazy. And then he's playing mostly SM7 wedges. So the older gen Vokies. And then there's one SM8 that sneaks in there as a 61 degree. Yeah, it was. But like I said, they mentioned it a few times. And like I said, and if you listened to (laughs) the the telecast, Azinger kept kept quoting it. But he, he said, somebody asked him, you know, why he's, he's, what he's done. Mm-hmm. to start playing so well and he's like the reason i've been playing so well is because i haven't changed anything yeah which i mean they said it like three or four times and i talked about this with you and i'll reiterate it i do not like paulie zinger as a, <laughs> as a as a commentator he's yeah he's the worst um there's probably guys that are worse but he's pretty bad um but yeah the guy just doesn't doesn't change much right his routine's pretty much the same which is why he's one of the slower players on tour um but doesn't change a lot obviously and my guess is the pro v1x is not the current version of the pro v1x you could probably be playing a left dash or a a something else dash or whatever or just a 2015 version uh it it would be surprising yeah just because of it just as what he wants, right? And not only that, that's one reason why players might stick to older versions of wedges because the groove patterns change between yes. versions and they will stick to the groove pattern that they match that ball with. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a 20, you know, a 20, uh, uh 2019 wedge. Yeah. I think that's when the SM7s were released, yeah. but. Which is which is really funny that the SM7 pops up a lot because I it wasn't one of the more popular, right? They but for tour guys it was probably good because they did on those wedges they did kind of move that weight up to try yeah. to get the more penetrating, but then they changed it back with SM in a little bit. They they moved the weight differently. Yeah, on SMA they threw tungsten inside the toe. And, and towards it, at least on the higher lofted mm-hmm. wedges. But that trend is continuing full force. And if you've seen some of the released images of some of the new wedges, the TaylorMade um, milled grind three wedges, they have that thicker yeah. uh, upside to it. So they move up. a ping glide three wedges, or maybe they're another version of it. Well, but they, they just came out with their... Well, they're going to release their Glide Forged Pro, yeah. which they they actually have two different grinds now, which when they had the Glide Forged before, it was just the one yeah. grind. They had the standard grind. But they've, uh, they've thickened the top up as well. So they've also done that. So 
uh, you know, Voki did that in the SM7s, and now we've got TaylorMade and Ping uh, uh, emulating that. And even Callaway, they've they've actually made kind of their main wedge a full face wedge, full full groove, and yeah. then they've actually added more weight also on the toe. So three huge manufacturers uh, moving to that um, because I mean, obviously Voki's a gold standard of wedges on the tour, so. They pretty much win every wedge count every week without uh, without any yeah. challenge. Yeah, without any question. And you've just got the SM8 prototype T-grind? Or did you? You know, it could be. It's probably a modified M-grind. Um, it was pretty low bounce when you were watching him hit that shot on 18 in yeah. the playoff where, like, that – he was just – it didn't – matter where he was you're just like oh he's not he's gonna find a way to get this up and down or make birdie he's making this pot <laughs> one uh, thing i noticed with him too is I, i'm pretty sure i saw some beaver pelt size divots out of him and when you've got lower bounce wedges in some of those softer conditions yeah man, you can pull up loads of turf so for sure for sure um, but yeah, speaking of that, we'll kind of jump to this, but, uh, speaking of equipment yeah, and old equipment, yeah, really, <laughs> uh, old equipment. really old equipment, <laughs> kind of one of the big stories coming out this week was the Tiger's backup, uh, butter that I think has been sold a couple of different times. Well, there's been multiple backups. Backups, yeah. yeah. So this one sells for three hundred ninety-three thousand, uh, which is crazy. Because do we even know? Did yes, it was made for him, but did he ever actually strike a tournament <laughs> pup well, with this? That's that's the interesting thing because all of the putters that Tigers ever received from Scotty, they've all been styled identical, right? The big red cherry bombs, right. the red Titleist, his name on the bumper, and then Scotty Cameron stamped vertically on the face. You know, as now we're all fanatic about it, right? But in the early stages, we weren't really fanatical about his putter, and so we right. wouldn't really look at those details to see if it was the same one. Nor did right. we have the equipment coverage to identify that now we've got high-res images but i mean bottom line is what scotty cameron's always done for tiger is that every year he makes him a new putter consistently and there was actually a pretty consistent pattern of him making a new putter making it better and tiger just saying oh i like this better and put it in his bag and then he did it again and he put it in his bag and he did it again and he put a new one and then finally he got the one that he got and he didn't want to change. Right. Um, so it's, it's been a consistent pattern and, and Scotty Cameron made him a, a special select one that he actually played in the PGA championship that uh, Colin Moore Cowell won. Yeah. So he has switched putters um, and played them in tournaments yeah. maybe for a round here or two. And it's probable that this putter probably had that as well. So yeah, probably got some, some tournament tournament play in it yeah um but yeah that was that was nuts 
Yeah, $393,000. Like, that's a home. <laughs> so that's a pretty big deal. Um, but it's Tiger. Yeah, and, it's not, uh, quite a, not quite a home anymore. <laughs> oh, I know, right? How's that? Yeah. maybe in maybe in like oklahoma oklahoma texas yeah. maybe some some other parts right not in utah not, not in greater utah. not in greater salt lake anyway. <laughs> not if you want anything uh decent yeah. um yeah but that's a that's a different story um but besides the the bryson cantley battle there was a lot of other stuff going on to see who made right the top 30 yeah play really well to get in um Sergio Garcia plays well all week you know doesn't kind of just hangs around right shoots 69 three under on the final day uh-huh. kind of it was in was out it was right I think he ends up yeah ties for sixth drops a couple of spots mm-hmm uh-huh for the day um but just kind of bounces around he's like oh he's you know bogey's 10 he's out birdie's 12 and 13 he's in bogey's 14 he's out birdie's 16 he's in makes a good up and down on 18 to stay in um some of that you know in thanks to to cage lee who was in who hits it right of the green into the grandstands gets a drop but makes bogey to push himself out um Mm. but uh the The grandstand play wait gotta ask that question the grandstand play do you think he did it on purpose no 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 (laughs) because the grandstand was actually still in the hazard so Uh, no that one that one wasn't not unless he was trying to bounce it high off of the, the thing and back onto the green which wouldn't have been a good play um, no, no matter what, uh, but Patrick Reed qualifies without playing because he was in, you know, whether, yeah. my guess is he won't play this week, right? Coming off double pneumonia, you're probably not in the best health, but he's going to collect a $395,000 check. Yeah. Then the stipulation is commit to play, but not show up. Yeah. Just withdraw last minute. <laughs> Oh, last minute. Or, and, and so, yeah, that's poor guy, right? Yeah. I wish that upon anybody. And I'd love to see him actually play right now because yeah. if he's going to be on the Ryder Cup team, I want him as many reps as possible. The second he yes. wears SA, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And then you've got a guy like Eric Van Royen, who is our jogger guy, right? Yeah. Jogger guy played great, shoots a 65. Um, I think he shoots 30 on – no, he only, he only shoots 34 on the back. But Bernie's 16, Bernie's 18 to get in there, but shoots 31 on the front going out. But before he is – so I think they said the tournament right before the Barracuda, he was 130. Ties for seventh. Bumps up to like 75. Wins the Barracuda, bumps up, right? So as of like a month ago, guy doesn't even have his tour card secured. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing the tour championship, exemptions into all the majors next year, right? 
that's where, right, a guy like KH Lee, this could, and it happened to a local guy, Danny Summerhays misses, and they did it. It was one shot over the whole year, right? If he is one shot better in any of the tournaments that he plays in all year, the year that Danny missed, ended up 31. Mm-hmm. If he's one shot better in any one of those tournaments, yeah. he's actually in one shot the entire year, right? And never really recovered from that, right? No. One shot out of the tour championship one year, and it wasn't like, but basically three years later, he's on the corn ferry. Two years later, two years, I think two years later, he's on the corn ferry. And now he's yeah. done, right? Yep. So a shot like KH Lee missing by ending up one shot out because he bogeys the last hole. Yeah. And that's that's a deal breaker. Van Royen playing like this could be a career maker, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's huge. You that's... just get so much more access to yeah. everything. And hopefully it doesn't you know it doesn't equate to like a perfect scenario for everybody sometimes people need a little pressure to play better but typically if you know you've got a couple years of exemption or you've got your (laughs) your retirement secure (laughs) then you can play pretty free and stress-free and there's a lot of players out there that don't look like they really care if they make or cut or they don't because they've They've done so well, right? So, yeah, there's definitely a different different essence to it. But, yeah, it could be a great, great thing for um, Van Royen. For sure. And then this, obviously, the BMW Championship was the cutoff um, for the uh, Ryder Cup. Yeah. So... Our top six qualifiers, one Morikawa, two Dustin Johnson, three Bryson DeChambeau, four Brooks Kepka, five Justin Thomas. And then moves up five spots with his win. Patrick Hantley moves up to the six in the automatic qualifier spot. Yep. Bumps our boy, boy Tony. Right? Pushes. So in your top three spots after that, I think you basically – um, I don't know. Patrick Reed's at 11 and not feeling good. Does he get picked if he's not healthy? He may end up, you know, if he's not there, he may get replaced anyway. Yeah. But I think those top three spots after this, the six are kind of locks, right? Tony, Xander, Jordan. Oh, yeah. I think those three are locks, right? So that's your next three in on the, the U.S. side. Yep. At number 10, you've got Harris English. 11, you got Patrick Reed. If Patrick Reed's healthy, he's getting picked, right? And yeah. then, then you've got 12, Daniel Berger, who has played really well, but has kind of not been playing well as of late. And then yep. Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler. Yep. I think that's as far as you go down. I think you go down to 14, you may get – Right. What about Kevin Na? No. No. 
No, I just don't think as far as, I don't know. I just don't see him as a great match play player in, in that environment, right? Kisner talked about it earlier. I think he shot himself in the foot, not having a great finish in the BMW. If he would have got in there and squeezed into the tour championship, right? Cause then he may have moved up a couple of spots yeah. possibly, but I think that could be your wild card right there is your, your Kevin Kisner. Um, but I think, I don't think you go past Scotty Scheffler. I think Scotty Scheffler, maybe, and if Patrick Reed's there, but you've got somebody in Harris English that I don't know how, like, how much I would trust <laughs> him in, in it either, but who knows? Call an audible and put Phil in. He may be the only one that wants to play with Bryson. <laughs> and that may, that may be the the uh, the kicker is that you need somebody to to deal with, uh, yeah, with Bryson. Right. But I I don't think so. Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll have Phil as a kind of an honorary captain. I think they'll pull him in as an honorary captain. Um, on the team on there who does he have as his cap or his assistant captains wow. on there i don't even know yet yeah. but i yeah i think you go down to that point i think i don't know you might take those i mean he's been playing english has been playing really really solid this year like really consistent got a couple yeah. of wins there so you may have it so you may just be right Berger, Simpson, and Scheffler for one spot. And then Kins, Kins, Kisner as the wild card. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's my thoughts on it. Um, but who knows? Stricker could just go complete and blow that up after that. Those first <laughs> three, three and just, you know, throw in Webb Simpson – Sam Burns, Kevin Kisner, and Phil Mickelson. I mean, who knows what he could go to after after that. So we will just have to see as far as the European side goes. Um, are they not done yet? Because they don't have qualifiers yet. Hmm. I don't know. Let's see. Well, they've only got four automatic qualifiers right now. Right now, Rom Fleetwood, which is still weird. Fleetwood didn't even <laughs> qualify for the playoffs. He lost his tour card. Yeah, and he's your second right now. They got <laughs> Rom Fleetwood, Hatton, McElroy. Then you got five Weisberger, six Matthew Fitzpatrick. So on paper, the U.S. should absolutely obliterate. The Europeans, right? If you're looking at how all these guys are playing right now, right? John Rahm, obviously best player in the world right now. Fleetwood lost, lost his tour card, <laughs> right? Terrell Hatton didn't make it to the BMW. Rory's playing pretty well right now. Burnt Wiesberger was playing on the European tour. Matt Fitzpatrick 
I don't even know where he's been lately. Paul Casey has seven, who is probably your like third best player on the, that's playing his third best, right, on the list right now. And then you got Victor Perez, Robert McIntyre, Guido Miglazzoni, Miglazzi, right? Victor Hovland is 12. You're picking Hovland. Oh, yeah. As your player, right? Guys. I think I think you go deep. You may be going deep into the list. You may go Sergio at eighteen, Justin Rose at nineteen, Ian Poulter at twenty-one. I mean, you may go down the down the list. If if they don't go down the list, it could be the weakest team. But the problem is, is they would be underdogs, and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's net. Weird. It's never, but I was like, this is the first time I've really looked at the European side. And it's, when you look at it, it's not super strong. Yeah. But who knows? It's, well, the, it's the Ryder Cup. <laughs> important question. Who's your pick for the Tour Championship? Who is my pick for the Tour Championship? I don't know. It's like it's like we were talking about earlier. I think you go any, you know, further down than like. I mean, it's hard to go six back, right? It's hard yeah. to go six back. So you're looking at basically John Rom as your four back is kind of your yeah. He's got a shot. Cam Smith outside. The guys, you know, the guys that are six to ten, Justin Thomas, Harris English, Abraham Answer, Jordan Spieth, and Sam Burns at four under. I don't know. It's hard to go against Cantley. I don't know. It's gonna be wet. Did you see the coverage? It's Atlanta's just getting hammered. Yeah. Isn't there a tor- uh, a hurricane? Yeah, it's just the offshoots of Ida. Yeah. That's getting them. Um, Boyd was posting <laughs> from the stands behind 18, and it was just mm-hmm. like 18 was almost like he was only showing it for like 20 seconds, but you could just see it like gradually covering yeah. the green as he was um, filming. So, I mean, that opens it up a little bit because then you you got guys that are just going to fire, right? If if they continue to get any rain Tuesday and Wednesday, it's just going to be soft. I don't know. Hmm. Way can't leave, if he can continue to putt, right? It's it's right. It's hard. It's going to be hard to beat him. Tony's been playing really good. DeChambeau, I think this is a place that he can get in trouble if he gets off off the fairway. Yeah. I think really. there's spots where he just big trees. He won't be able to get get it around I, it. I'm gonna pick Tony. Like he just came off a win. There's no reason why he can't keep it going. He's he's in third place starting the tournament at minus seven, three off the lead. Second. He's in second. He's, oh, he's two. in second. Yeah, he's two back. Two back minus eight. So 
he's two back. And yeah, that, that one's a little bit easier to cover. Um, yeah. John Rahm's been playing really good, but he kind of fell off. I, my, just cause I want this to happen, but I think my top three are Tony Patrick and then Rom. I think that's my, my top three of favorites. I think Tony's, and if the, it's a little wet, I think that actually favors him a little bit because he hits it straight enough. Plus his iron game is usually really, really good. So he'll be able to, to fire at it a little bit more. Um, but another, I mean, you got that tour championship coming up. You've got the uh, Corn Ferry tour championship coming up. Uh, the Solheim Cup's coming up this weekend. Um, so who's your pick there? The Solheim Cup? The Solheim Cup. Let's see. So. No, nah, I can't say. I don't have enough intel to make, to make <laughs> a good decision. You, you can't make a good decision. So let's see. I'll take the U.S. Why not? <laughs> it's not like a, uh, you're not. Let's see. So who, so on the team, can these guys, right, can they get any worse with their? Talking about the user interface? Yeah. Garbage. It's like, like, (laughs) why do they just not have, all right. Like it goes, it goes to the team you're, USA site, but it doesn't like right off the top give you yeah the the team. I think I think because the cups in the United States, I think the US has a really good chance of winning. They lost it last time. And it was a very close match. It was 13 and a half to 14 and a half. So yeah, they won it. They lost it on the last hole. Yeah, it was really close. But I think with the hometown poll, I think it's in the U.S.'s hands. And a couple of the U.S. players have been playing really strong this year. Yeah, obviously Nelly. I mean, Jessica Corda, Daniel King. But I still, right, legitimately, it is not like I'm having to search like crazy to find who's on the team. Like you go to team USA and it's not the first thing that pulls up. It's not even like, yeah, I yeah. just, it, they have the Solheim cup standings and basically, you know, rattling them off. Nelly quarter, Daniel King, Ali Ewing, Lexi Thompson, Austin Ernst, Jessica Corda, Megan King, Lizette Salas, Brittany. Does Alton. it give you the thing? Because on Team USA, it's like these are these are who did it, right? Yeah. So you got 
Emily Pedersen, Georgia Hall, Anna Nordquist, Sophia Popoff, Charlie Hole, Carletta Sagata, and then the captain's picks are Leona McGuire, Madeline Samstrong, Matilda Castron, Nana Madsen, Quartz Madsen, Mel Reed, and Celine Boudier. Okay, so now let's try to go to the U.S. And I go to and I, they are they are they are finalized, but it doesn't have it. It doesn't list it. It it does not list it. That's wild. Yeah, I'm um, looking at news. I don't see anything. Like I just let's see. No. It literally doesn't give it there because I think we like you can pull up the standings, but I don't think that's yeah. Because I think because Capucho, I know Capucho's on the team. I think Lizette Salas, Megan King, Jessica Cordo. So I think like the top like eight are on there because then Capucho got in. But I can't remember, like who else passed that got in. Which makes no sense. I don't know. You guys are really like it's not supposed to make sense. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm just like, and I was, I was like, okay, I've got the Solheim thing pulled up. No, not for you. It's about as simple to calculate as the FedEx Cup winner. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's done. I just yeah, there's like no easy way to find the oh I just I'm done with like crappy websites. <laughs> Like that, I have to pull up something other than the the Team USA, yeah, website for the Solheim Cup, right? I don't know. It just that doesn't doesn't sit right with me. USA Solheim Cup team. Yeah, my guess is you can't find it that way either. Yep, just gives you the, the rankings again. Like, seriously, LPGA, get your shiz together. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Now I have to go to golf week to find the team. So Nelly Corda, Daniel Kang, Allie Ewing. Like I said, this is basically Austin, Austin Ernst, Lexi Thompson. Jessica Corda, Megan Kane, Lizette Salas, Jennifer Capucho, but then you go Yolami Noy, uh, Mina Haragi, Haragi, Brittany Altamore is the team. Well, I mean, there you have it. Right on on paper. The U.S. are the stronger team again, but as we've watched, seen from the past, 
it doesn't, but I think you've got right. Nelly's just been on fire. Um, Daniel King, I think, is a really good match play player. But then you kind of go down the list, and uh, Lexi, Jessica should be really solid. Megan King is pretty solid. But I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. It's always fun to watch this format. But I don't know. They kind of. We'll see how it goes. Get that there. They need to have a a women's president's cup. Although I don't know how well the U.S. would do. <laughs> they might get boat raced. Yeah, uh, if that were the case, because you've got some. When you move outside of, right? If you move outside of just Team Europe, is it? Right, you're bringing in the Koreans. Well, you're bringing I, in like you're bringing in. To say that like half the LPGA tour is Asian. Maybe, but if you like said, if we just go into like the race to the CM CMA globe right yeah. and you go into those let's see if we can get to the standings here season standings i mean nelly's on top but if you go in the next one right you've got the next one two three four five and then six so basically six out of the top ten would be on the, and then you go down another one, right? You'd have basically the entire President's Cup team would be in the top 20 of probably the official golf world rankings. That might be a little, a <laughs> little bit hard. They may dominate that one, um, considering because, yeah, you got. Yeah, Brooke Anderson, Siwoo, Si Young Kim, you know, Nasa Toka, right. Oh, my gosh. That team would be super really, really, really good. <laughs> really good. Um, but it'll be it'll be fun to watch no matter what. I'll, I'll pay attention a little bit. Um, it would actually be nice if it was over in Europe so we could watch it early in the morning. And then watch the tour championship later in the day, but they're going to yeah. kind of, kind of mix over each other a little bit. Uh, you would get some earlier coverage of the Solheim Cup just because they do play a couple rounds a day usually. I think on that, but it'll be fun. Um, yeah, you never gave me your picks for the tour championship. Oh, it's it's now. Oh, Fina. You said Fina. You like Fina. That's right. I like Fina. I like Rom. And my outside pick is Morikawa. Ooh, Morikawa coming from seven back. If if it's wet, he's going to be flagging it all day long. That is, that is, yeah, coming from behind. That is a, like you said, I just don't like anybody coming from further than like Rom coming back. And it's, and it's basically the reason that those are my top three. Um, 
in there. Yep. But yeah. If you had to, I mean, geez. Dustin Johnson really likes the course and may have got his game back on track a little bit this last week. But I just don't. I don't know. I can't. I don't think I can pick anybody coming from further I, back than, yeah. than John Ron's spot. I don't want. But, I don't want Bryson to be picked. I mean, I'm just yeah. going to vocalize that right yeah. now. Yeah, we're just yeah. That's Gently, I'm like he's eh. off the board. He that's why he's my three, but it's also because he's leading by two. But if my guy anybody comes from further back than that, I think Dustin Johnson could yeah. just get super hot. Um. But we'll see how it goes. Yes, we'll we get will. a, we'll get, we'll come, be coming off fresh off of a, a Labor Day and a, a, a Labor Day Solheim Cup Monday finish. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Any, any parting words for the listeners? Any words of of wisdom? Yes, this is very wise counsel. Uh, make your tee times now for Labor Day, because if you don't, you won't be golfing. Uh, you might not be golfing if you haven't got them by now already. Uh, there's a good, there's a good chance of it. Um, I don't know if I'll be playing any golf this weekend. To tell you the truth, I might try to slip out a little bit just because I didn't play at all this last week. I played one. I played in the uh, they call it the Goddard Cup, the Governor's Cup. Oh yeah. Um, the Ams beat us again, but I couldn't find the face in the alternate shot, which didn't probably make my playing partner very happy. Um, and the two Ams that we were playing against were making a lot of putts, and we were not <laughs> making any putts. Which doesn't doesn't help, but um, but yeah, I might sneak out a little bit. Um, been working on something in my swing and going back to something that was pro that I feel like was more is more consistent for me. I was trying to get a little too flat with it, I think, for a little bit, going more more vertical. Um, and it just feels more natural because it nice. So we'll see whether, whether that actually plays out when I, when I get out there. But one thing that we can learn from this weekend, I think, um, is play your game, be confident in your game and don't worry about what the guy across the fairway is doing from you or in, Cantley's case down the fairway is doing from you. Um, right. That's the best thing you can do is find what you do well and, and, and do that. And if you are playing against Bryson, just make sure you walk in his backswing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and make 537 feet up. Uh, but other than that, 
Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Folks, thanks for listening. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Birdies and Bogies. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And until next time, have a great week.